It seems impossible that a single dot could determine your destiny. But in the world of genetics, this dot could represent a potentially deadly genetic mutation. For Jody, it meant rethinking everything. I was certain that I would die by, by 42. I mean, I had no, it was just a feeling. I, f I felt like my life was going to be shortened. And I think that's the same thing that my, my mother felt looking at her mother. Here you are, and um, your mother was diagnosed with breast cancer at 39, and then ovarian cancer at 39. So it was really devastating for her, and I know she lived such a short time and died at 42. Two-thirds of the women who carry the mutation that runs in Jody's family will develop breast cancer, and half of them will get ovarian cancer. Jody discovered she carries this mutation on her BRCA1 gene when she tested for it shortly after getting married seven years ago. She chose an aggressive treatment to reduce her risk. First, she had her ovaries removed. Later, she had a double mastectomy. As part of UC San Francisco's Cancer Risk Program, genetic counselor Beth Crawford is meeting with Jody to follow up on the recent procedure. It's a huge decision to make, mm -hmm. um, and it still feels sort of surreal that I made the choices that I did. Um, but I feel much more hopeful and future-oriented than I did. Like Jody, Thousands of patients around the country are using genetic tests to make critical decisions about their health care. These tests, previously offered only by doctors, are now becoming available online for anyone to order. At the forefront of this personal genetic testing revolution is San Francisco's DNA Direct. The small company offers medical genetic tests directly to customers via the web. I think genetic testing is just another component in making smart healthcare choices. And not everyone has access to getting genetic tests. Um, physicians across the country are not necessarily uh, flocking to these new kinds of technologies. And I think that genetic testing can provide tremendous insight to consumers. A genetic counselor's expertise is always necessary to determine if a person's family history makes a genetic test medically useful. At DNA Direct, this counseling is done over the phone. Once the counselor determines that a test is necessary, they mail the user a kit. For certain tests, the user just swabs their cheek and mails the sample to a lab. The BRCA test requires a blood sample to be drawn at a patient center. Whether from the hospital or through DNA Direct, samples are processed in the same way. At a lab such as this one at UCSF, the DNA is extracted from the blood by breaking it away from the rest of the cell. In order to probe for BRCA mutations, the lab then uses a process called a dot blot. I think one of the most important pieces in genetic counseling and genetic testing is interpretation of the results and making sure that people really understand true negatives, uninformative negatives, positives, variants of unknown significance. It's quite complex and there are many different possibilities in terms of a result. And each of those results has meaning not only for the person who's been tested, but also for other family members. I know we
we talked about getting some additional information so we could confirm some of the cancers. Right. Well, you're, you're For Beth Crawford, tracking a patient's family tree is crucial. Although only 10% of cancers are hereditary, identifying carriers is important because they can lead to family members who might also be at risk. And I recently received this from the New York City archives. Oh, good. And it's my maternal grandmother's death certificate. Oh. And it's particularly important because I have a correction to make on my chart. I had told you that she had died of pancreatic cancer, which is right. what I was told. Right. And uh, in fact, according to her death certificate, she died of ovarian cancer. And she was 47 when she died. Oh. So this is confirmation. Mm -hmm. This is amazing. The fact that Steve's grandmother died of ovarian cancer at such a young age is significant for other family members. Steve passed the mutation on to his daughter, who recently had because surgery to reduce her risk of ovarian cancer. Um, tell me, how is Sari doing now? Well, um, she, I would say she's doing well physically. Mm -hmm. uh, there's no evidence of disease. Without such preventative measures, Steve's daughter would have been at a higher risk of dying young, like her great-grandmother. There is another cancer up here, the aunt of the mother of our patient, but we don't know what that was. To weed through the complexities, a group of UCSF doctors and genetic counselors meets every week to review their patients' cases. I suspect there's a common misconception that with those two, the two sisters of your patient, that if they test positive, then they're going to get cancer. If they test negative, then they won't. And I think it's a really clear indication of why they need counseling, because it's a much more subtle and much more sophisticated uh, understanding that they're going to need to understand the result either way. Given the importance of counseling and follow-up, genetic counselors worry that web and phone services like those provided by DNA Direct won't suffice for some clients. We acknowledge openly at DNA Direct that web-based and phone-based genetic testing services are not for everyone. And I actually go through the process of referring some um, individuals who contact us out to a genetic counselor in their local community because they really need additional help that we can't provide virtually. What DNA Direct does readily offer its clients is anonymity. Some DNA Direct clients pay up to $3,500 out of pocket for their tests to prevent their genetic information from becoming part of their medical record. We know that already many people choose to test with DNA Direct because of this concern and because they want to use the anonymity that we provide for them. But a patient's desire for anonymity may be moot if he or she is found to carry a mutation and needs regular follow-up tests. What do you do if you are positive and you want to do surveillance? Um, you can't just decide to have a pancreatic endoscopic exam um, or a mammogram without a doctor writing up an order and um, prescribing it. and. Um, it's going to be in your records somehow. Um, and again, my feeling is that knowledge is power, and it's more important for me to do the surveillance than to uh, worry about the insurance consequences. Genetic counselors say that genetic discrimination has not occurred, as once feared. There have been no cases of discrimination in the area of health insurance and, and the United States over the time that we've been 
doing this testing. Now more than 90% of the patients that we offer genetic testing to use their insurance for the testing. But loopholes remain. California's laws on genetic information protect people who are part of group health insurance plans, but not those who are self-insured. And the law doesn't prevent insurance companies from taking genetic information into consideration when deciding about life and disability insurance. Well, first of all, I, th I think we need to have better laws to help protect people against genetic discrimination. And I think the second thing is to realize that um, the, the issue around genetic discrimination does go away if we were to ever have a national health insurance plan. Um, the problem right now is we don't have that. I found a few pictures of them. I can't find them. So this is my mother when she was, I think you may say, oh, I think she was about two. Mm -hmm. She looks exactly like my daughter. Oh my gosh. Meanwhile, for families like Jody's, what matters most is that their genes don't become their destiny. I really needed somebody who could say, this is your family history, and this is the mutation that you carry, but really, here's how you can go about making these choices. I've felt more of the benefit of being able to look forward.